0: Miracles. I do. My name's Tommy. You know who else does? A young guy who had traumatic brain injury. His head was bashed in. But because of the intercession of an army chaplain in the Korean War, who's been dead for 70 years, he was miraculously healed. I want to tell you that story. So this is Miracle Monday, where we tell a story, somebody I know, a story that I have... Uh, Heard or something that's happened to me, a real miracle happening to real people. But this story starts in a tiny town in Kansas. All right, Pilsen, Kansas, population less than a hundred. Back in the 50s, population less than a hundred. Today, population less than a hundred. The church is the largest building in the whole town. So here's the thing: there's a young man who followed a vocation from God to join the diocesan priesthood. His name was Emil Capon. So he got ordained, his name was Father Emil Capon, and he wanted to be a chaplain in the army, and he was twice. The second time was in the Korean War. So he went off to be with the men. He just felt his ministry was to be with men and to be with the soldiers, and he was on the front lines. I mean, the front, front lines out there rescuing people, celebrating mass for them on the hood of a jeep. He was also given guys the anointing of the sick. He ministered to all his men. Didn't matter if they were people of faith, no faith, any faith. He absolutely loved them. He and his guys were captured. They were taken to a POW camp. They had to march 20 miles every day for three weeks to get to this camp. One of his fellow soldiers His name is Herb. His ankle was blown up, shot off pretty much, and he couldn't walk. And one of the Korean soldiers put a gun up to this guy's head and was just gonna execute him there. They didn't want to wait because he was slowing down their march to the POW camp. And Father Capon walks up, puts his hand on the rifle and just pushes it down. This is a pretty brazen move and picks up Herb and just carries him. When they're in the POW camp, a bunch of guys are getting dysentery. You know, they soil in their pants and it's a real mess. And Father Capon would take care of the guys, take their underwear, go outside the barracks of this POW camp, punch a hole in the frozen creek, punch a hole through the ice, wash the guy's underwear, bring it back, start a little fire to dry out the guy's underwear so they could just have something clean to wear. His faith, the hope that he gave to all his fellow soldiers, was so remarkable that eventually, when he died in the POW camp, they eventually were liberated, and all the soldiers came out saying, this priest, Father Emil Capen, he was a hero, he was a saint absolutely a saint so all these started stories started coming out about him and now he is recognized as servant of god father Amal capon which means there are a couple more levels for him to go up to be beatified and then canonized but miracles have already started happening because of his intercession and i want to tell you about one of them but this story kind of gets personal for me because just a couple months ago i took my oldest daughter and we went on the Father Capen Memorial Pilgrimage. This is where you go down to Kansas and you walk 60 miles in four days and three nights. And you walk from just outside Wichita to this tiny town of Pilsen, where uh, that was Father Capen's home parish. 60 miles is a long way. It's a long way to walk, I'm telling you, okay? Especially if you're a 10 year old girl, my daughter, right? But it was a beautiful experience. 300-some people did it this year. It keeps growing every year. And you learn about Father Capon every couple miles. You stop for water, and uh, the priests run the show. They do what's called a, a Capin station. And they will tell you about an episode in Father Capon's life, just this humble, loving guy who lived a life of heroic virtue. it was an awesome trip. It was hot. And you're just walking these back roads in Kansas, and it was a religious pilgrimage. I really enjoy those sort of things. I want to expose my daughters to those experiences because it's this sort of stuff that really makes the, the faith go deep, at least in my life. And I believe in young people's lives. It's one of the ways to make faith really stick. So we heard all about these stories, and there's people I met on this trip, including a mother and father of a young guy named Chase, okay? Now, in 2013, Chase was a sophomore in college, and he was on the track and field team, and he was a pole vaulter, all right? And one day during practice, he went up over the bar, and when he came down, it wasn't looking good. So he tried to position his body to land like on his bottom, but he missed the mat, and he landed on his head. And he smashed his head in from the top down to his ear. The whole side of his head was just caved in. And his coaches and his friends, immediately, they were like, I don't know. He's he's not going to make it. They called in the helicopter, airlift him to the hospital. It's not looking good. He's in a coma for days. Tremendous brain damage. They had to cut his skull, just this huge chunk off of his skull so that his brain could swell but he was not moving there was no communication it was so bad that his fellow teammates and his friends they started bringing him into the hospital room so everybody could say their goodbyes cuz the doctor said listen he will if he ever wakes up he will not walk he will not talk he will not live a normal life but we don't there's just We don't see any chance of that happening. (sighs) Seven days in a coma goes by. Finally, his dad bends over the hospital bed and just says to him, hey buddy, you've gotta move. You've gotta move your fingers or something because tomorrow they're gonna shut the machines off. They got people praying to Father Capon. Father Capon, who was this priest from this little town in Kansas, and the devotion has really spread throughout Kansas. So people have heard of him. And his family had prayed the prayer of intercession for a miracle to Father Capon. They prayed it for lots of other people. But this time they're praying it for their own son. They put it up on Facebook. And soon hundreds, thousands of people are praying for a miracle for this young guy, Chase. All right? That next day, he opens his eyes, he moves his hand, and he smiles. 49 days later, that's it, he is home, and he's walking, and he's talking. And you know what he does now? He still pole vaults, if you can imagine that or ever wanting to do that again. But in an interview that I saw, Chase said, Listen, uh, it's something that you love to do, and you just don't quit what you love, you don't quit who you love. So, if you love God, then you don't quit no matter what, even when things look completely hopeless, even when science has no explanation. So, as Father Capon, as his uh, cause is continuing to move through the canonization process, the investigators from Rome have come to Kansas. They interviewed all the doctors, everybody, and collected that evidence. And none of these doctors were Catholic or anything like that. But they gathered all this evidence, and it's now in the Vatican as one of the miracles that's being considered to move Father Capon up in the canonization process. So I met Chase's parents. Because one night on this pilgrimage, this 60-mile walk, right, we stopped at a park, a state park, and... The volunteers who organized this whole pilgrimage, they're feeding us. And there's this one lady there, and she had a, a tank top, like a tie-dye tank top that says, Expect Miracles. And I tell—I didn't know who she was at this point. She's just feeding me like chicken. And I'm like, I really like your tank top. Where'd you get it? Because Life Teen used to have had a yearly theme, an annual theme one year. And one year it was Expect Miracles, so I wanted to know if she was somehow involved in Life Teen, because I used to be a Life Teen Youth Minister. And she says, no, I got this from my dentist. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's a funny thing. And it's even funnier when I find out she's the mother of this kid who experienced the miracle. So she and her husband spoke and spoke about the experience and the tragedy of it all and the miracle of Chase coming back. And they didn't think he would walk or talk. They were ready to pull the plug on the machine. And he is up perfectly normal young man now, you know, in his late 20s right now. Just beautiful testament that they got together. They got their prayer warriors out and Father Capen interceded from heaven. I'd love if you looked up Father Emil Capon, looked up his story actually on Formed at form.org. There's a whole video series about the Capon walk and about uh, Father Capen's life and the heroic virtue. Just just an awesome, beautiful story. Uh, just small-town Kansas and uh, the priest who was humble and just wanted to serve and now he's really really serving overtime up in heaven. So that's the first miracle uh, from that trip someone I met and I have another one but that is for another Monday. So thanks for joining me for Miracle Mondays. Got a lot of other folks I'm interviewing so Look forward to these, but look up that prayer for Father Capen. If there's a need in your life, pray that prayer. You'll you'll find it easily. And servant of God, Father Emil, pray for us. Amen.